back to another episode of GBF. My name is Rob. I'm Geraldine. Um, this is our podcast, Gay Book Friends, where we read lots of books. Sometimes they're gay, and if they are not gay... We'll make them gay. Um, this week's episode is so exciting um, because we're doing something that we don't normally get to do, which is interview someone, mm-hmm. and for the first time... Ever, it's not like a friend or like some teacher that we like lured into. <laughs> we the trapped stu- into the studio, literally gaslit into <laughs> like an expose on him. We are actually interviewing someone that we found on the internet, and that you may know. You definitely may know if you're on Book Talk. Um, we have today in the studio. One of the undisputed, undisputed kings of book talk, um, a TikTok creator, actor, and writer, Kevin Tyler Norman. Hello. Hi, welcome to GBF. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> you don't even know. Before this episode, we already went through like our whole meeting thing, but it feels very meant to be that you're here now after I thought I recognized you <laughs> at a club in New York and it was not you. <laughs> Um, but we have followed each other online for a while, so I guess we're sort of like old fake friends who mm. now are real life besties. Definitely a new GBF. Yes. You are a book talker, mm. um, which is a very specific little niche term for someone who basically makes TikToks about books, which you know about way more than we do. I mean, we tried. We failed. We had a moment. We tried oh. to make one TikTok and I got bullied and just <laughs> by my friend. It wasn't No, it wasn't real hate. It wasn't real hate. <laughs> Should we explain the situation? You Wait, I like need a backstory. Did so, book talk okay. like boot you? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I was forced to be in the room for hours while he like filmed this like what I would wear like according to book covers or whatever. Matching your outfit to your book cover. Um, Cute idea, right? It was our first TikTok. Um, He posted it. It was getting maybe like 30 views. (laughs) (laughs) Like two likes. (laughs) And then we have a friend who's like semi-TikTok famous. She's like a troll account basically. She's a TikTok troll, yeah. Um, And she like duetted it saying like this man... (laughs) This boy bullied me in high school. For oh, reading no. books. Yeah. And her TikTok went viral. And instead of mine getting viral, like, <gasps> so then I got comments on mine like, you're exposed. Like, like kill yourself. Kill yourself. You bullied this girl. And it's like my friend. And I was like, fuck Joe. Like, I just wanted to make one TikTok. And then after that, I was like... I'm just gonna. No, TikTok is hang a it lot up flat screen. A of lot of work. effort. So like, what you do is just like <laughs> amazing to me. You like wear the crown, I'm sure, because I don't know how you do videos like every day, or at least you post what probably a video a day. I so yeah. I mean, I try to do like one a day or one every other day. I do have friends who are creators who post like six times a day, and I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Uh, I get like posting anxiety so it's like Mm. I have to limit like how much I post because I am such a perfectionist and if a video doesn't like perform well I like take it personally and that's something I'm constantly working on Uh, but for the most part I try it's it's a lot Um, but I try my (laughs) best to like uh, quality over quantity so I every video Mm. I put out I want it to be to the best of my abilities and not just something I put together for the sake of putting together a video. 
Babe, it took me a month to make one, and then I gave up. So it's like you <laughs> are way better than me. Um, but in general, like, we didn't get all the way down to your first video. Yeah. But what, like, inspired you to start doing this? Like, what put you on into book talk, basically? What's your origin? Um, story, so, share? yeah, so I started my book talk channel a year ago. So I just hit a year on book talk. I, um, Happy birthday. Thank you. And um, I... She's a Scorpio. <laughs> or maybe a Libra. I don't uh, know. I'm a Libra, actually, so it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. Oh, love that. So I didn't want to create TikTok. Like, I kept hearing things about TikTok, and I was like, I'm not going to yeah. do this. Like, it's not for me. And then I downloaded it and got sucked into the vortex and i tried creating like tiktok videos yeah i tried creating videos of like me and my boyfriend and because i like saw those gay tiktok accounts but Mm. then i never wanted to depend like my creativity to depend on somebody else and he's like very camera shy so he didn't really want to be a part of that and i don't want my brand to be two people because like if we ever broke up i like i who knows what the hell will happen Um, so then I didn't create for a while and then I just started seeing like some book videos and I was like, oh my God, I love books. I didn't know I could make video content about them because I was never involved with like bookstagram or bookstube. Um, I like had never even heard of those things. Uh, and so I saw those TikToks and then I was like, I want to promote LGBTQ plus stories. I think a lot of people don't know too many of them. So let me just share like some of my favorites and I like made a video and my edits back then were so much worse and uh, but I was like this is what I think is a good video. So I made a video and then went to dinner with my mom and like closed out the app and didn't even like think anything of it because TikTok never worked in my favor before. And then the next day that video had like 50,000 views and I was like wait a minute like what is this (laughs) um and then from there on i just started uh started like reading more books and creating more content and now it's expanded to like where i am today would you say that now book talk made you fall more in love with books than you were before so now you're even more of a book bookie girl or is it souring because honestly like now that books are your job is it like you enjoy it more or less I think is probably (laughs) it's it's like a mix of both so I feel like I've embraced books a lot more than I ever have in my entire life but then it also kind of zaps the fun out of reading because now I'm like if I'm posting about this book and it's not getting views, why the hell did I read it when that's not what reading's about? And so it's like this really, like, you can get this bad mentality of like, well, I'm not going to read that book because it's not post-worthy. And it's like, that's not the point of reading. It's not what it's about. Um, I guess we kind of get that too because... At all. I was so. thinking about this podcast and I was like, if I have to start like every book that I read, I have to talk about on this podcast, like it's over. Well, you don't want to be like required reading for school. You know what I mean? And we got down to it. I did where it was like, we had to have an episode come out. So I had one week to read the book and I just like had to read it. And I read way slower than she does. I read way less than she does. So even I was feeling like I'm just reading this solely for the podcast and we've we could get into it too. Like the books we feel like we've been forced to read because they're popular and we don't enjoy them at all. We've been reading yeah. sort of flops. Oh, We've been reading <laughs> a lot of flops lately. No, that's 
that's exactly how I felt with like book talk. I would see the same yeah. stuff. So I was like, oh my God, I need to have these books. I'd buy them. I'd eventually read them. And I'd be like, what the f- was this? <laughs> like, I was like, I did not like that at all. Yeah. We've been mm. getting a lot of our recommendations from book talk mm-hmm. and then like reading them and being like, interesting yeah i've been (laughs) shocked at why things are popular like we were trying to go for like the billboard number one hits like all the biggest books like on like we literally have read all not all but a big number of like the top selling uh queer books on amazon yeah and like one fuck amazon but two we were like well if everyone's buying this we should definitely read it and i will say it wasn't the right strategy for us because we just weren't enjoying it like at all and uh, i don't know i'm curious as to which ones you've read and didn't like we should say we want to ask you we'll say which ones we haven't enjoyed but like what do you think are like your top three or top five however many are on your mind most overexposed yeah queer books right now because that, we probably have opinions on them <laughs> yeah that you think are popular for no good reason um, um we ha- i have one right on the tip of my tongue but if you want to go first ask the guest because we're I definitely mean, gonna agree with you I will say, <laughs> I've, I couldn't even finish it, but I've tried to read They Both Die at the End. And, <gasps> yes! Um, literally about I, worst book I've read in, like, years. I, I can't even find words. I, I couldn't finish it. Words. I couldn't do it. I we I started it. You don't even have to. You know the ending, babe. There's no reason to even Right? That's what I said. I was like, like, They Both Die in the End. It's fine. Um... And I tried to read his other book with Becky Albertalli, who wrote the Love, uh, Love Simon book. Mm. Um, that book was also not good, and I could not finish it. Uh, one book that is like hyped that I absolutely love though was Song of Achilles. I oh, read yeah. that like four years ago. I didn't even know it was like a popular book. I read it four years ago because I was like so thirsty for like queer literature yeah, and that was always yeah. on a list and I was like <laughs> a saddest story but I bought that book on the way home from Australia in the airport after just getting broken up with and I was like let me just read this book and so I got that book and I read that book you read that I, book in 4D baby. I was like <laughs> you read it in 4D like <laughs> um I was like I'm holy so sorry to hear that though fuck it's okay no, like, it's whatever but I was like holy fuck this book is so good and then seeing it popular yeah. on book talk I was like I love that but that also scares me when things get super popular because yeah. I don't know, it just gets, like, oversaturated and... No, and it's it's also because, like, I've said this before on the podcast, but, like, some things are just meant to be enjoyed in, like, the vacuum of space. Like, yes. I'll have my opinions. I don't need to hear yours. Like, I love this book. Don't, like, don't talk to me about it. We were saying before, and we say this all the time, that a lot of these queer books that are so overexposed, it doesn't even... Doesn't even feel like they were written for gay people. Yeah, they were written feels- for straight people. Yeah. Yeah, I will, <laughs> like... like... pity porn in a way. Speaking on that, like, I would find, like, people who sometimes, though, would, like, critique, like, let's say, for example, Song of Achilles, it was always, like, mm-hmm. straight white people who would, like, yeah. be like, oh, this wasn't that sad, or it didn't touch me. I was like, because it wasn't written for you, girl. Like, uh, it's not your story. But I will say a lot of, like, queer YA that I've read, most of it is kind of poorly written. Um, yeah. And that's Period. that's been <laughs> one of my biggest, like... Simply like flaws with them and like when reading yeah. them it's just i don't think they're 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 that good sometimes um it feels like they're trying to like meet a quota so they're yeah. like the editors are like 
<laughs> like, make whatever the, it is. Make your like, quirky story, but can you just make it gay? Like, make the characters like no, each other? No, because we were talking about in our episode, we did a whole thing about they both die at the end, and we were mm-hmm. like, do people like this book because it's good, or is it because they're gay? <laughs> you know what Sometimes I mean? Sometimes like, I think it's... it's just because they're gay. Like, yeah, people want gay characters. Literally, gay. yeah. It's like, um, they know that, like, there's a way to just market a gay book to Especially an audience. Especially if they die, because apparently gays are only worth something if they're tragic and yeah. they all both die <laughs> can we please find a healthy medium where especially in ya there's a book you know it's palatable for kids to have fun and read but it's just like naturally gay and not sad yeah right like trauma porn in queer literature queer literature just being trauma porn i feel like 89 i'll say 89 percent of the books that i read mm-hmm. are just about gay things going on are sad most of them are about gay men Ra- rarely are they ever about non-cis people mm-hmm simply transgender people like it's just all it's a lot of recycled shit so you know I don't know I'm always looking for something new and I feel like we have attached ourselves to some really good queer books though over the years that are like YA young adult um do you want to say some of our favorites oh the GBF bible is red white and royal blue (laughs) yeah we love that book I don't know if you like that book but because we want to know for for you like what are some of your favorite queer books or like the first queer book you remember reading that had like an attachment on you like the biggest impact because like you said like I've been reading forever in fact I used to be a booktuber Mm -hmm. dark anyway (laughs) (laughs) simply yeah but like I I don't know like the first time I there was an actual like gay main character in a book like I feel like for me, it was probably The Raven Boys, I feel like. Which I have like a while ago. not read yet, and I'm so excited to read it. Okay, here's the thing about The Raven Boys. <laughs> I've heard, like, great things. Oh, do tell. No, I love it. I love the characters are so good, but her writing really does get bogged down, like, with the lore sometimes. So, like, I had to put down the second book for, like, a year before I picked it Ooh. back up. Okay. Like, you really just have to be in, like, the reading mood. Anyway, <laughs> but like when you're younger, I was so like wanting to read something different and that involved mm-hmm. like reading from different perspectives because all I was reading was like average white girl in different situations. Maybe she's wearing a pretty dress. Maybe she's just, you know, going to school. And... <laughs> like Rainbow Rowell books kind of. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the gorilla grip of Rainbow Rowell. Honestly, I never even read her, but I just know her because she was she was the main girl for a while. I don't remember the first gay character I no, read about. Like, I don't remember. Who was, like, the first gay character, first, like, queer representation in a book that, like, really felt like something to you? That uh, wasn't just a token gay, wasn't just, like, a... Yeah, there was this... Someone's GBF, per se. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> Always a side character. Um, no, my favorite, like... So, I didn't read, like, queer novels growing up, and it wasn't until I, w- I came out around, like, 20, 21, that I really was like, um, I need to figure out what this means for me. And then, so, I started reading a bunch of gay books quote unquote and so one one book i read that i absolutely loved was a young adult book called hero by an author called perry moore and it was basically about a young gay kid who wants to join this league of superheroes and i was obsessed with it because it was the first time i ever saw a queer character be a superhero uh because we 
never had that before. And so I read that book and then I loved, um, there was a book called Openly Straight. I don't know who the author was, but it was basically about this kid who transfers schools and his whole life he's been openly gay. And when he goes to the school, he's like, I want to see what it's like if I'm not the gay kid anymore. And so he pretends to be straight and then um, falls in love with, (laughs) right? Falls in love with like, I think one of his teammates for something. And I remember loving that book as well because it gave me like a different perspective to see like someone who was open and to then go to the other side. Um, And then of course, Song of Achilles. And then I started to read like a lot of older gay literature. So like Giovanni's Room. And then I read, yeah, (laughs) which is sad. And then I read a book which was devastating, but I love it and consider it one of my favorites. It's called City in the Pillar. It's by Gore Vidal. It's basically about this young, Mm. this young man who has this encounter in high school. And then he spends the majority of his adult life trying to suppress that and also find the guy again. And then he eventually does find him and it has a very, very tragic ending. But it was such like a beautifully written and simple book. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one of those where I'm like, yes, trigger warning, look it up before you go into it. <laughs> but those are like some of my favorites, I would say. Technically Dumbledore is gay now, right? So he was my first gay character. Right? Yeah, she just <laughs> threw that in. She's like, oh, by the way, yeah. he's gay. I'm like, okay. I don't know who wrote Harry Potter. I forget. <laughs> um, some woman. I don't, I don't really know her. But um, whatever Never they heard of said. her. Never heard of her. Sorry to this woman. <laughs> don't know. Um, Luna Lovegood was like my first gay character because she's not even gay. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, yeah. I attached myself to like queer-coded girlies. And I was like her, and like also, it's sad. I don't I really don't know my first gay my first gay character, but it's true. Like you know, we we simply have a podcast about gay books, or now we're gonna try to make books gay. And you try to think about it, like how often in our childhood, when I loved reading, did I even read about queer anything? And I didn't. And if I, I had, didn't either, hopefully I wouldn't have been reading They Both Die at the end, but I would have eaten it up. <laughs> If I was if I was eleven years old or twelve years old, You'd be that like, would they actually die at the end, guys. <laughs> yeah, that would have gone number one in like the seventh grade hallway, like everyone. Oh, the Scholastic Book Fair. Maybe. Oh my god, that is such a serious. So that's why you know the conversations about because like Adam Silvera, like I guess he's problematic, which I learned from your TikTok. <laughs> yeah, uh, that whole us. scandal. He's that also kind of hot. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, see because on our podcast I'm talking about like Adam Silvera, like hit me up. Uh, meanwhile, I guess now he does NFT. It, I don't even know. If, you know. Listen, if he wrote a good book, maybe I'd be more impressed. But the book sucks. And um, <laughs> now it's becoming an Adam Silvera hate podcast, even no. though in the last episode I said he was hot. Well, we like hated his book, and then we were like, hit us up. So yeah. I'm just messaging. Give us your top three favorite books you've read this year, and if they could be gay books, that would be the best, I would think. For yeah, this, I... Context. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite books I read was literally at the start of this year. It is a gay book. It is called Less by Andrew Sean Greer. And it's oh, about Less. Yeah, yeah it won yeah. it won a Pulitzer, which is pretty cool. Um it's pretty much about this gay man who's about to turn fifty and he's like he's a writer, but he feels like he's failed as an author. And so he he, he thinks he's failed his entire life. And then, or at least been mediocre. And 
the one man he's ever loved is getting married and he gets invited to the wedding. And instead of going to the wedding, he decides like, um, I'm not going to go to your wedding and I'm going to do like all these different writer events around the world um, as an excuse to avoid his ex's wedding. And so the book, each chapter is broken up by like a different country. So like Morocco, France, uh, Germany, and like his like mini adventures in each place. And it's such a great book that looks at um, like what it means to be happy, what it means to fall in love, what what is success anyway. And I loved it. And it pokes fun at itself because the main character is like a 50 year old white gay man. And they're like, what is interesting about you? And it like and software books always hit. Yeah, Um, because in the book he's trying to write a book about a struggling white gay man, and everyone's like, "Who (laughs) wants to read that?" And so it's so funny because I'm like, "That's literally what we're reading." Um, But it was it's such a great book. I read that at the beginning of the year. Um, I also read the Cruel Prince trilogy. Oh, and yeah, I'm <laughs> fucking obsessed with that book. Yes. Oh, yes. What my is God. <laughs> I need to read this. They're oh so, like, I heard They're so many mixed reviews. Good. Yeah. I heard mixed reviews and people are like, oh, I don't like that series. It's phenomenal. It was no, so good. Some people just like to hate on things that are popular. I mean, listen, we just hated it. I was like, I don't hear But here's the thing. I it's read, us, girl. I've been reading Holly Black since the beginning, since Spider Woman yeah. movie. So I've been reading. So like, I read The Cruel Prince when it first came out. So I've been reading them as they've come out. And like, it's such a guilty pleasure for me. It's so good. That is one of the series where Book Talk did not let me down. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think the problem that people had with it is they thought it was a romance and it's a political drama. It's not about the love. Exactly. Um, there's love exactly. in it and it's beautiful. The love is gorgeous, yeah. but it's oh. not It's not the whole thing. It's so good. No. It is right so good. Alley. I can't believe you never mentioned this to me. I just didn't feel like you wanted to read it. Fakey. No. I, I, <laughs> no but this. also maybe I was like... Oh, that's mine. Safeguard you for yourself. <laughs> you would do that. She's like, I read it and I don't need Rob's opinion on it. It belongs in my heart. Um, okay, and then a third one. And then we'll tell you ours. A third one. Oh, God. It's so yeah. funny because like, I feel... If someone asks me what my favorite book is, it's like whatever last five star I, I read. Yeah. Um, so one of the best books I read again this year was... I just read Wheel of Time, which is going to be a uh, Amazon Prime series. I read the first book. So yeah, Wheel of Time. Cruel Prince and Last by Andrew Jean Greer. And there's gays in two of those books. Words. I love when you're reading in a book and it ends up gay and you're like, oh. That's what I gift. was going to say. Unexpectedly <laughs> right? queer books are amazing. Because they're just more gay to me than exactly. like, an actual gay marketed yeah. book. When it just gets worked into the story, like, oh, and they're, you know, queer. Um, it's like, oh, this author really just took the time to create characters that would exist in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, this person happens to be queer because queer people are just out there anyway you know what i yeah, mean and it's not it's, like an archetype it's not like it's just part of the story which is why i was gonna say that my favorite book we read this year maybe second favorite is the vanishing half by <gasps> i read that Britt Bennett. Britt yeah. Bennett. yeah so good and we don't tell each other what we're thinking when we're reading books that like while we're reading them we mm-hmm. wait to review it together but yeah i mean at least i try like i'm always the one who like complains and she's like shut the fuck <laughs> up <laughs> but i think we both experience like a joint like Subtle, like a pleasant surprise when you find out that one of the characters is trans. Yep. And it's like, oh my God, this is sort of like a historical fiction, you know, a, a drama about all about race. 
and it has so many layered meanings there. And now you're introducing, you know, the intersectionality of it all. That was just like a surprise because it's not marketed at all. It's mm-hmm. like a queer book, maybe on someone's list. I'm sure it's somewhere in like popular queer books, but you wouldn't. It's really I had we had no idea. Yeah. We yeah. just knew it was popular. Same. I like I did a video with Target for like gay book shopping, and I actually included that book because it has such a great storyline mm-hmm. that is queer that I don't think people knew about. And so, yeah, it was an interesting point you brought up. Another one is the book Real Life by um. Brendan Brandon Taylor Taylor Brendan It's called Taylor. Real Life Real Life Yeah Real Life oh, The title ruined our lives because every time we say real life we're like oh Every time we say real life I've never we heard of each it. other Oh It is so good it was his debut novel he had like I think short stories out and poetry, before yeah. and poetry and it's a dark academia book about um like a black gay guy who goes to grad school and it kind of solidified both of our uh, like paths for not going to grad school I feel like after we read that book there yeah yeah um, <laughs> and he is like the only black guy on campus in he, middle of America in the middle in middle America and it's just about like digesting his daily life being oh like, he's depressed oh so depressed <laughs> so, it's one of the most it's but the book itself, I need to read like, this isn't as depressing no you it's a it was it's so well written too mm-hmm. like the author you could tell he was like a poet before writing yeah. a novel because the novel itself is so poetic and I think the a lot of it it reminded me it didn't remind me so much of like typical gay romance trauma books mm-hmm. because it didn't follow the typical formula of falling in love and then who knows what else happens you know like they get ripped apart because of some like circumstance this was more just like a portrait of a boy over the course of like a couple days uh, a little slice of his life and how he deals with being, you know, again, the intersection of race and sexuality and um, basically loving himself through loving other people and like the options he has being a gay person mm-hmm. and being a black person with nothing around him that reminds him of himself. It's so good. Um, do I totally, totally recommend it. And then you probably have something cooking up that you want to share. Because um, she, she reads way... You, for every book I read, you've read like three in the same amount of time. I'm such a slow <laughs> reader. Four. Me too. I t- I like to really enjoy. Like oh, when I love a book... Are you saying I don't enjoy my books? No, but our brains... <laughs> you saying she like, doesn't enjoy I, them? <laughs> <laughs> I will stop reading something because I'm like, I want to save this for the subway tomorrow mm. and then I want to save it for after dinner. Like I like to... I don't... You know what I mean? Unless if I'm like absolutely addicted to it and I can't put it down. Like I am on... Breaking Dawn right now. I told myself I wasn't going to read the Twilight Saga. <laughs> and in the past two weeks, I've almost finished the entire saga. So that's that. Um, obviously, Stephanie Myers, she knew what she was doing. Uh, the book literally has crack in it. Um, you know, you read so many books, you get really like jaded and sort of tired of things. And then yeah. you read a series or a book and you're like, oh, this is why I love reading. And one of those book series, I don't know. If, I don't know. I feel like it's probably hit or miss for people, but... Have you heard of Gideon the Nine? I've heard of it. I've not read it yet. Is it good? Would you say yes? <laughs> it's, it's like ridiculous, but like in all the best ways possible. Like if I were to like, it's like one of those books that like I would have loved as a sixth grader, but mm. like I love now because it's just like so right. It's about, it's lesbians in space with necromantic oh, powers. Oh, you told me about this. <laughs> okay, I'm here yes. for this. Oh my God. But yeah, but they like, 
it's not like typical sci-fi because they talk like in a fantasy way sort of and it's sort of like the hunger games like battle royale sort of in like this planet and there's like a god that like i'm sold i love when (laughs) god characters like actually talk to the people you have me at lesbians in space like that's where i went like (laughs) yeah i want to read that yeah more queer women in literature period is what it's so good and the ending to the first uh, so good because it's so no i I read getting the ninth right after one last stop and it gave me what i wanted for the ending because we said Mm. not to spoil anything but like one of our biggest problems with one last stop was like the ending just like didn't have any impact whatsoever because Mm -hmm. like it kind of dissolved a lot of the themes that the book was leaning into about laws and finding yourself through someone else but then it's like you don't need them to love yourself but then the bitch just came back at the end magically (laughs) (laughs) right did you you did i've actually i've never read a casey mcquiston book Oh, you know, but (laughs) he's like, I have a dirty secret. I I, and the reason I haven't done it is because they're so popular. I am afraid to touch it, and so I'm like, no, that's the problem with book talk. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I I stopped making book two because like it came to a point where like all of my opinions had to like change based off of whatever one else that thought was yeah. like you would be canceled or something canceled. or like be like yeah, I mean cancel culture book, in the book, book world talker. is real it's real and it's scary yeah i mean i can see like the evolution from book talk to book to like not book tube to book talk is like it's just funny to me because like i i i'm witnessing it it's like the same shit just in a new generation yeah, like but repeating quicker. itself yeah it's yeah. quick it's quick it's fast like, what if you read slow? Simply. That's Simply. my problem. I, mean, I yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I'm reading that last book you recommended, and now it's a new day, and you're telling me I need to read something else? Oh, my God. But what I will say is, like, I feel like book talk is just, like, very self-cannibalizing, where everyone's just, like, reading the same book. So, like, I mean, Song of Achilles is in everybody's new TikTok, like, friends, yeah. you know? It's, like, it's still in people's TikToks, so... Yeah, she's a hit, I guess. <laughs> I mean, sometimes things just stick, but I don't blame you for not reading a Casey McQuiston book because if I hadn't kind of stumbled upon Red, White, and Royal Blue because you had just mentioned it to me, right? Like I said you should read it, and right. then he waited until some boy on Grindr told him to read it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did. I did. That is what happened. It's like, you know what? It had like to be... My hag also said that I should read it. So if the hags are reading it and the f- are reading it, then like, I'm why am I not reading it? Um, but take it from us. It's an overexposed, she's an overexposed author at this Mm -hmm. point in the gay world, but her shit, the first book, Red, White, and Royal Blue is good. Um, and I think this, this could be a good time to segue into basically what we were just talking about is the negative side of book talk. Like Mm -hmm. as a book talker with 113,000 followers, I believe, what on the platform, like, how do you feel comments, hate, canceling? I mean, have you been canceled? Um, I've not been canceled, thankfully. <laughs> um, yet, but I, after this interview, I baby. Mean, <laughs> I know, I am, I'm picking my words very carefully. Um, <laughs> I, I, early on when I was making TikToks, I, I learned a lot about this culture and this world that I didn't know about, like trigger warnings I'd never heard of. I, I kind of don't believe in trigger warnings in the sense because they sometimes contain spoilers. So I think trigger warnings are important for people who really need them and want them. For me, I'm okay without them because I don't like, 
I like to be surprised, but like if you tell me at the beginning of the book there's like a suicide, I'm gonna spend the whole book thinking who's gonna like yeah. who's gonna die and it's gonna just yeah. distract me. That's my thing. But I like learned I learned about all this and I learned um what certain words mean and things like that. Um and I learned to also stay kind of out of drama and kind of just sometimes take a step back because I don't always agree with everything that like people are actively fighting for. I think sometimes there's uh, this younger generation because I'm definitely a millennial, but Gen Z is very quick to, I think, want to find fault in things and is very like, it's either this. going to come for us. Right. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, no, it's just That's sometimes I, feel all the time. I think the mentality can be very black and white. And the older you get, the more you realize, like, just because somebody made a mistake 10 years ago doesn't mean they're that same person. Like, I am not the same person I was a year ago. I'm completely different. And I think people are always growing and changing. And sometimes people forget to let people do that. Um, I, the biggest hate I've ever received on Book Talk is when I just recently did this Target campaign. Target had reached out to me to create videos for LGBT books. Um, I was super excited to do it. And then Target wanted me to generate an ad code for it, which means they can basically pay to promote the video, which they did. And I was like, great, it's getting all this exposure, but it was getting pushed to the completely wrong audience. So I was, my video was being seen by like, Trumpers and conservative people and I started to get death threats and people telling me like let's burn all the gay books and someone should put a bullet in your head already and stuff like that and that was like my I was like oh my I think TikTok does such a good job at putting us in these little bubbles that we forget there's other like I'm so involved with like a very warm and welcome book talk community that I forget there's this whole outside world out there who doesn't love queer people and still thinks we're like some abomination um the facebook algorithm versus the tiktok algorithm is right like terrifying to think about because tiktok like really does know what they're doing it's like the smartest algorithm it makes you wonder why these trump supporters are getting gay that's <laughs> yeah, it's like, babe, why, why are there why are there gay TikToks in that's the what i said maybe maybe you need to do some research because if you're looking at me there's reason babe like tiktok's going into your data um that's, I mean, that's awful, though. Honestly, though, I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. I, like, I, at first the comments didn't bother me. And then, like, the more I read them and I was like, oh, I need to stop because it's making me sad, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. But for the most part, Book Talk is such a great, warm, and welcome space. And I love it here. And if you guys are listening, I love all of you. Um, don't cancel me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Do you have a name for your fans? The Normanators? I, um, no, not even. It's the like, Normies? I, <laughs> I feel no. like Normie is like a bad context. Or it's so, but, it's um, funny you say that because I feel like complete imposter syndrome. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I, I don't belong in this space sometimes because, and I think I feel like that because in my mind, everyone else on Book Talk reads like a million books a day and I'm like, one book a week, two maybe. Or um, they make you think that. I mean, come that's on. the thing. <laughs> it's the internet, so people are like, just read these eleven. They just books. have to like copy what everyone else is saying, right? Well, yeah, you yeah, see, it, yeah. 
you see those like <laughs> monthly wrap ups and they're like, I read 36 books this month. And I'm like, babe, I read one. Um, like, so are you like, unemployed? Like, okay. are you 11? <laughs> like, like, that's no. like, it's like, if I was 13 years old and didn't have to go to work. I mean, that's or what did... I did. Right, exactly. And it's like, they're all just following the KT Norman print. So don't worry. Like, uh. you, you know what I mean? If I needed to We'll be... say it so you don't have to, but. Yeah, <laughs> like, if I wanted to really dive into the book community, I would just look at what you're doing and I guess some other girlies. And it's pretty easy to follow a formula, but to be the one who like rises to the top, you have to stick out and you've done it. And quite an incredible job I must say um, I tried once and I got hated on I got and you got cancelled like that yeah <laughs> I got cancelled it took 20 minutes literally they were like bitch get, get out <laughs> yeah I was like you know because you said in the beginning of this interview that you're like I don't you didn't think TikTok was for you you're like I'm not gonna do all this and then you know that's how I still feel I'm mm-hmm. like where is there a place for me in this crazy fucking pyramid of influencer TikTok shit. You know, we're, we're like zillennials. I think we're right on the cusp of millennial and Generation Z. I feel like kids a couple of years younger than us like exclusively use Snapchat. Like it's the only way to communicate with other humans. People a couple years older than us are just fucking weird. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's true. Like I, to the, like, I can't explain it, but you could... I don't know. It's just, it's so funny how I think with technology, because you think about how since, I just learned this from watching like American Horror Story or something, but in the past 40 years, uh, we've technologically advanced at a rate that's like 15 times greater than in the past. Like, you know what I mean? Like over the past, like if you were to be in like the year 1600 and then hop to the year 1700, like you'd like be okay. But if you went from (laughs) 1970, you'd be like fine, I guess. But if you went from like 1970 to like the year 2000, you'd have like a heart attack because all the technology has advanced. So I think our generations also have become so micro. Like there's such, there's such, uh, bookmarks of each yeah, you know what I mean like little couplets of like oh you're in that little three years of time where that was popular yeah. you know I feel like we're like Vine kids I feel like Vine yeah. was like our moment to, in the sun and TikTok is like a foreign language to me TikTok has made so many things popular yeah so quickly I feel like reading's cool again mm. I would true. agree I'm so glad yeah because that's all I, I can't imagine growing up and not being the, the, the kid who liked to read and I wouldn't, you know what? Well, yeah. I wasn't the kid, but I'm saying like well, I was the kid who dressed up. <laughs> I might be the, sitting next to her. I yeah, I simply. Um, like I she am. Was, she had a Kindle before like everyone had one, and one time this girl asked her if she was reading the Bible. Because and... it was in one of those like old <laughs> cases. They thought I was freaking reading the Bible. Like, Geraldine is reading the Bible. Like, yes, and, yes, I am. About our Lord. <laughs> I know, I wish you had said yes. No, you know you're a real book kid when your teachers used to get mad at you for reading books. Mm, get your book mm-hmm. taken away from you. I was you. like, I finished the test, let me read, please. <laughs> I would do that in high school. something on the back of the test. Oh, I wish I read in high school. By high school, I'd just become addicted to social media and being a t- like being gross. But middle <laughs> school, I read all the time. It's true, and now reading is, I mean, now I have a book podcast, and now... I will um, say, yeah, it's cool. It's in. Simply, we brought it back, guys. But they're all reading the same books, like that's true. I will say though, like it guess it depends, uh, who you follow on Book Talk because there's some sure. creators who I do follow who do recommend books I haven't seen before. Um, but I will say there's certain books that make you and your videos popular, and so that's mm-hmm. why I think a lot of people lean into them because they're like, well, I want 
the views and I want to create viral content. And if everyone's reading these books, then maybe that's what I also have to read in order to succeed. Mm. But it's also, there's a double side to that because it's also like, I mean, I would say actually we were very much like the Tumblr generation. We were the Tumblr generation. I wasn't allowed to have Tumblr either. And like, but we were the Tumblr I generation. I feel like, like being part of a fandom was such a big thing. And I feel like that's oh. sort of what's happening here. Like you want to talk mm-hmm. to people about things that they've also read, right? So I guess it makes sense. Like if you're all reading, what is it? A court, like Sarah J. Mass. Like, uh, I can't stand her it. books. Me? <laughs> we can Don't talk about that. I can't her. do it. There's, <laughs> there's no like terrible. There's like no queer people in like the first half of these books, and then she'll like throw them in, and I'm like, I don't want it. I, and it is. Just, and then it's it's also all tired. Like yeah, it's it's the same book over and over again. Like I just like maybe evolve a bit. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be hating on an author because, like, I didn't write a book. But like, if you st- if your book's bad, your book's bad. I mean, she's making bank, so yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> she's doing something right to make money, but I don't think she's a good writer. Um, it's like, is she doing something right or is she just writing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we could all, you know, write a book. I guess. I think like there's I always guess. that like wave of authors. Like, I would say the same thing about like Cassandra Clare. Like. All of those books are the same too. <laughs> like I've yeah. not read a single Cassandra Clare book. I couldn't do it. You escaped. Let me tell you. <laughs> You're I just a victim. Keep... You. Yeah. Her, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I keep hearing things about like sibling lovers in her book or yeah. something. Sibling That's... lovers. Sibling lovers. Incest. She... Yes, in her book. Either, so she doesn't have gay characters, but she has incest? No, there are gay characters. She has They're gays. like very token. Yeah. They're very token gays. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like She has up... gays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, she's giving fine. sibling love. She better throw gays in there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Simply. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like I started before saying I can't think of a single book re- growing up reading um, a gay character, but being part of the fandom was like who I was. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, I wore the Mockingjay pin to school. Oh, yeah, 100%. I wore the Ravenclaw tie. So, I guess maybe it's been now, it's evolved into book talk and a bunch of little kids. Because the reality is, is it's a lot of book talk. It's definitely, like the rest of TikTok, it's all just 11-year-olds yeah. and 13-year-olds. And it's just crazy because you grow up learning, you know, what you put on the internet is there forever. So be really careful. Don't post you drinking or don't post yeah. whatever. And now it's at one point in the, over the next 15 years, I feel like it's going to become so normal that when you go for a job interview, there's going to be like 5,000 TikToks of you doing like dances. And you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to say? You're like, like, oh, let me check your follower account before I hire you. Like, yeah. It's very black mirror. You. Well, like, I do. It's weird. You're right. Cause I remember growing up and people would be like, be careful. Didn't like never send bad photos. Never have a picture of you doing this never have that and I'm like and now there's like 13 year olds telling me to kill myself like come on like they don't care anymore it's wild there's gonna be a law created I swear by like the fucking government somewhere that it's like anything you did on the internet before you were 13 or something like can't be held against you or Mm. something because children are out here committing crimes (laughs) saying the wrong things being crazy and you know what if you would put TikTok into my hands at 9, 10, 11 or 12 like I'd be over like I would have done I would have crossed the line probably all the time because I'm not gonna say I'm perfect like there a lot of people are simply children 
Um, I mean, like... It's scary. The problem is, like, the people who are on the internet are getting younger and younger, but it's still being, like, My four-year-old brother is on, like, goes on TikTok. Everything's, like, hypersexual. Like, we sound like grandpas right now. We do. But you know what? (laughs) When you get older, guess what? You learn things, guys. Like, when you're older, you think about things. Um, Uh, Reading? I was going to say, like, this is a maybe a larger conversation, but, like, there's this, like, massive shift to, like, new adult. It's interesting. young adult. And... It's interesting because it's also, like, I've been sort of sucked into it where, like, my expectations for young adult have shifted, too, when, like, young adults should be for young adults, right? Like, oh, we were talking about this about, like, yeah, sexy stuff. They're allowed right? to be just for kids. Like, yeah. So, like, why is my expectations being swept up into this new adult genre? Which, and I feel like there's there, there's an issue with that. Like, are people not writing books for, like, a good old 14-year-old anymore? Like... It's like how now 14, it's like the memes of like me at 14 versus 14 year olds now yeah. and their faces like beat and like they look like snatched and like slaying, but they're like 12. Like they haven't even hit puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about it. Like it's just an oversexualized culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sexual positivity is great, but. The age group for m- middle grade novels, like they're already reading young adult. And then yeah. once they're young adults, they're reading new adults, and it, they're all seeing it on. So then what are the adults doing? Exactly, they're what are we suffering. Doing? We're, we're reading... reading children's books, <laughs> <laughs> so we're the, we're just like uh, nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, nothing makes sense anymore. But I feel like TikTok might contribute to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because when I started Book Talk, I had not read a YA book in years. And I was reading, like, a lot of adult fiction. And then when I was getting involved in book talk, I all I kept seeing was young adult books. And so I started to read young adult books again and, like, buy young adult books, consume young adult books. And then my problem with them was always that I thought they were poorly written. And so I missed, mm-hmm. like, adult fiction. I'm not one who... I don't really care for romance or like smutty books like it's not not my 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 thing um so (laughs) so i (laughs) like so i'm reading twilight i'm like this is the horniest children's book (laughs) it's not a children's book i guess but like oh my but you're right you do get those wave of people who are like well i want like smutty scenes in my ya and it's weird to me because mm-hmm. I'm like those are YA books go read like an adult an adult book mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious as to why why that's happening and I wonder if it is because book talk was all YA and the older readers are like great I fell in love with these storylines now make yeah. them adult yeah makes sense do you have beef with Barnes and Noble <laughs> <laughs> does it seem like I have beef with Barnes and Noble <laughs> I don't know because you because it's uh, just funny because I'm banned from Barnes and Noble. What like you're banned from going to Barnes and Noble? I'm banned from Barnes and Noble. Well, he's banned from one of them. No, I'm banned from all of them in the country, Geraldine. Wait, what? Yes. So okay, I don't get the vibe that you hate Barnes and Noble, but you I don't. Also, I, have made TikToks where you criticize things about them. Yeah, so I, like, I pick fun at like them. them. Um, like, yeah, and they deserve it. They're like huge. Yeah, you know I like. I mean? I just make fun of the fact that, like, every Barnes & Noble in every city has their own, like, book talk account. Like, why would corporate allow that? I don't understand. Because, like, what if one TikTok account with your name created something so bad that hurt your brand? Like, it's just, Mm. it's wild to me that they would 
allow that like at all. And they it's need also to hire me as their marketing. Um, Even though I'm banned. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I could never work there. But um But I, I don't I, I just I like to sometimes pick fun at them. But I, I don't have beef like I love Barnes and Noble. I love going to Barnes and Noble, but I need to hear how you are banned from Barnes and Noble. Please share this story. What the hell like, did well, you do? I you see, I was trying to meet up with this guy I and mean, we couldn't meet up at his house. No. So No we just stop. Had to go- no, that's not the story. Um, it's like me and my boyfriend suck dick in Barnes Noble. Um, well, um, I was simply poor, and it was simply my dad's birthday, and I was trying to get my dad into reading, and so I decided. Um, I think like most young queer people, I had a huge in men shoplifting phase. The book that I stole, I was like, I am not buying this. And it was a book, like it was called like Blue Bloods, like about cops. Like it literally was like a cop book because my dad is like a cop. So I, um, and I, yeah, he's redacted and we're bleeping it. Um, but I was like, let me appeal to him and I'll buy him this stupid, bloody, like, drop like, crime let drama. let me soft introduce him to the world of literature. Yeah. Literally. It, that was my thinking. And I'm like, I'm not spending, like, $13.99 on this shitty cop melodrama gross book. I'm just gonna steal it. And I remember coming down all the escalators and at the bottom of each escalator was a security guard in a suit just watching me do my thing. And I'm like, why are they... Like, I could just... I felt like I was being watched, but I ignored it because, like, there's no way. And long story short, I checked out. I walked out the doors and in the vestibule was this woman in plain clothes waiting for me. She's like, you got something for me? And I was like, do I know you? And she's like, but you have something of mine. So you do, you're going to know me now. And I was like so scared. I was like, I have to go. Like, I have to get to class. I don't know why I said that. It was like late in the day. And she's like, no, no. Like, if you resist, like, we're going to have to call the police. Like, you have something in your bag that you did not pay for. And then big scary men came and got me. And they took my photo. And they're like, you're banned. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> because I come You're here like, I all- love books. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I really like reading though. And like you this- don't understand. Like- and you know something I would do is I would go through and I'd pick out books that I liked and I'd stack them up and hide them so that when I would get paid or I'd have money, I could go back and buy them. Mm-hmm. I would do that all the time. And she said she watched me do that and she's like, you're sus as fuck. <laughs> and she followed me around because I was doing that. And then I decided to steal. And this not- really nice girl who wasn't a security guard was like, so you're banned and... Um, <laughs> Um, for life and you can't come back and I was like oh I can't come back to this location she's like no like in the country in Canada and I was like what I was like I'm banned from Barnes and Noble and the security woman was like I remember faces I never forget you're never coming back and then the pandemic hit and maybe everyone forgot so I was also blonde at the time do you have any spooky book recommendations so I just got like a whole box of spooky books sent to me by like oh. Tor Publishing created like I think a new imprint called Nightfire. So they sent me a whole box of spooky books that I'm excited to read. One that comes to the top of my mind is one called Summer Suns and it's a queer book. Um, I don't know too much about it except that it's gay and if it's gay I'll read it. Um... That's pretty much our motto. So that that would be a gay horror book wreck that I would say. And I also got a book in the mail called House of Leaves, which I'm really excited oh. to dig into. That's oh. a classic. Um, have you? I assume you read it. Is it good? Is it? 
No, I haven't read it. Oh. <laughs> I have yeah. friends who read it. She's like, it's like, a classic. I no, love it. I've never read it. No, but it is a classic. Never Everyone knows about it. Yeah, it is a classic. Like, it is old. So yes. if you do come to New York, because for the listeners, just basically, the reason this whole thing came about was because I thought that I saw Kevin at a bar because I met a random twink whom I asked, are you KT Norman? And they said yes. We got into a 10-minute conversation <laughs> about book talk, um, him living in LA, him being... Casey Norman and it being his birthday and then I ended up DMing Casey Norman and they were like yeah I was not in New York I have no <laughs> idea what three dollar bill the bar is and I've never ever met you so uh, gracefully you still agreed to talk to us and not think I was a psychopath um, imagine well, I'm like by the way that was all a fake story no okay. <laughs> I well, like, I, again I was again I was like your facts about me are true I do have a book talk and I would love to go on your mm-hmm. podcast but unfortunately I'm yeah. not the person you think I am <laughs> unfortunately you're wrong <laughs> so um, listen when you come to New York we'll take you to the Strand but unfortunately we cannot go into Union Square Barnes and Noble we can, yeah. yeah we could go on a book tour just not the Barnes and Noble in Union Square um, thank you so much for being here Thanks you are for bestie me. of the pod um, yeah don't tell us your address but if you want to say it when we're not on the air then we'll send you a package and um, cool yeah. I cannot wait yeah I'm not gonna and candy. tell the internet my <laughs> Like Come just give to my your, house. Your name, your social, um, credit card, and b- bank number. Um, Where can we actually find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on TikTok at Kevin T Norman, um, and then you can find me on Instagram. I technically have two, which really annoys my boyfriend. I have one that's the same handle as my TikTok, and then I have the one that you know that is just KT Norman, which is, I've had since I created Instagram so I can't like let that go but some bitch on TikTok had KT Norman <gasps> so that's why I didn't get it the and it was probably so real it, it was probably the same girl who DM'd me on TikTok on Instagram and was like can I have your handle and I was like bitch no like I've had this handle since day one no get out of here social media handle that's your life for right when and I, she stole yeah. my tiktok handle so i'm now kevin t norman it's my brand it's fine yeah so if anyone's curious i actually wrote a book and <gasps> you can check that out um it tells us this now well girl you didn't ask you should did your research (laughs) (laughs) i wrote a poetry book documentary that like relationship i told you about where i like left australia brokenhearted i kind of wrote a book about it and i actually have been using my tiktok to subtly plug it it's but so i've I've talked about it on tiktok which has helped me a bit but it's like It's like uh, the book is like my little passion project, um, and it's like a very small piece of my heart. So if you guys are interested, it's called Shelter, and you can find it if you search Shelter Kevin Tyler Norman. You can get it on like Target.com or BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon is where it started. So you can get it there. Period. Oh my god. Um, And if you look it up, you can see like some new stuff written about it, so you can get a better idea. You have inspired me in so many ways. I'm about to go publish a book. We will be in LA. You will be in New York. And um, we'll just do <laughs> a lot of time. LGBTQ shit. Yeah. Yes. Something cr- very LGBTQ is about to happen in the future. <laughs> between all of us. I cannot I can't wait. wait. Um, thank you guys for listening to another am- amazing, I'll just call it an amazing episode of GBF. Honestly, the best. The best. This is the- We peaked. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. And we'll catch you around. Bye.